Hey, what's going on everyone? Uh, so I'm gonna have a guest today. Let me get this thing set up here. Ooh. Might need to trim my beard pretty soon. Uh, so I'm gonna have a guest today. We're gonna be talking with, uh, hey Ty, what's up man? Good to see you, thanks for jumping in. Let me know what's new. Uh, we'll be talking with one of my former clients, uh, Lewis. George, good to see you. Hope things are going well in Orange County. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, with Lewis, one of my former clients. Honestly, haven't seen him for maybe like a year. Danny, good to see you. One of my former guests is in the house as well. Danny, uh, hope all is well. Let me know if you're back in uh, LA or back in New York. Hey, Jeff, what's up, man? Long time no see. Uh, definitely haven't heard from you in a while. So good to see you here. Um, yeah, we'll be talking with one of my former clients. I think I haven't seen him in a year or so, and I trained him during the um, second wave of lockdowns. Ebden, good to see you, second wave of lockdowns. So I think it was like maybe last year or the year before, I forget exactly, but it was basically after we had like a second wave of lockdowns and all the gyms were closed. And he was actually referred to me by one of my former uh, clients, which I did an interview with a while back as well, um, John, and he wanted to, he was already like very, very healthy. He was on the Mediterranean diet following that, like actually pretty religiously. And let me see if he's actually in. Yeah. Uh, following that, like pretty religiously. And he was also working out, uh, quite a bit. Obviously when the gyms closed, he was trying to do stuff at home and all that stuff, but he reached out to me and he wanted to make a transformation. And, um, it was a three month program and we'll talk about, I already posted the pictures in the group. Uh, so, uh, the transformation was pretty noticeable and he made like a huge change with just using, uh, pretty much all we had were like bands, like cheap $20 bands. Literally anyone can buy on Amazon, a Swiss ball, which was like 20 bucks as well. And a door, um, door pull-up bar as well, which I don't know, is like 30 or $40. Some of them could be like a hundred bucks. We use like the cheaper end one and he was still able to make like a, 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 a huge and very impressive transformation that honestly you don't see even many, pretty much anyone doing um, with even access to a full gym. Okay. Which goes back to like, it comes down to really good programming. Okay. And, and good programming is what really sets you apart. The best thing, like I mentioned in various other lives is to stay away from just going into the gym and doing random stuff. Uh, like maybe finding like a random workout of the day on YouTube and just doing that. You need really a lot of structure and organization and a lot of purpose behind why you put uh, any one thing in your program. Alvin, good to see you. Dwayne, good to see you as well. Why you put any one thing in your program and make sure uh, whatever you put in your program is... Um, it works well to whatever you're trying to achieve. So if you're looking for aesthetics and you're trying to, for example, um, you know, build very dense glutes and all that stuff, you know, probably the barbell back squat isn't going to be the best exercise uh, for you and could ov obviously, if not done correctly, could be a detriment in terms of increasing risk injury quite a bit. So there are like a lot of other substitutes like the multi-hip machine, um, uh, would probably be one of the better ones, but also just the barbell hip thrusts, uh, any single leg motions uh, with the right foot positioning, um, like single leg Bulgarian, preferably dumbbell split squats are also great as well without providing that compressive load 
and axial loading on the on the back as well so you don't have those penalties let me check guys let me check for lewis okay and i think he might be having a little bit of let me see so i'm gonna go check and try to get him in here oh here he is cool all right cool so we'll get him in here david good to see you alvin good to see you as well hey what's up lewis hey eugene how are you hey pretty good i was just giving a quick I just closed everything out. I pressed the wrong button. I was kind of playing around with the sound. Okay, cool. Let me get this sound thing going. Felix, good to see you. All right, cool. Um, Lewis, I was just giving him a quick introduction that uh, I think we trained, was it last year or the year before? I kind of forgot already off the top of my head. I know it's been a little while. It's, I think it's the year before. I think it's been like almost two years that we trained. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. Time flies faster than I thought. I, know. I thought it was last year, but man, shoot. It feels like last year, but maybe it has been two years ago. Uh, so yeah. for people that are watching this, I have detailed client records. Don't think I'm just winging it, but I just don't have the folder in front of me. And I just came to the idea of interviewing uh, like my clients and their stories kind of a little while back. So I'm happy to, happy to see them. But I was telling them, um, you know, you reached out to me, your referral through John, and you reached out to me and you're already like following like a pretty strict like Mediterranean diet and already kind of health conscious. You know, you're already working out and all that stuff. And obviously we didn't have like a gym. Everything was closed. I think you were living in New York at that time or somewhere around that area. No, I, I was actually living here in L.A. Oh, um, L.A. That's right. Okay. But yeah, I was here. But like you said, like the pandemic happened. So we all had to like quarantine and even though that I used to run a lot and trying to follow a, you know, healthy diet, like you mentioned, it was not that easy when you don't have access to the gym or you're just at home, you know? So, um, that's, that's when I started, um, gaining weight. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, for people on this call, I have, I'm not against gyms. Gyms are awesome. You just have to consider the circumstance. It was like, I think the second wave of shutdowns, all the gyms were closed. So the best we had were just like a pair. I was telling you the best we had was just like a pair of uh, cheap bands that we got on Amazon. And then also like a door pull-up bar, nothing fancy. And like, I think a Swiss ball as well. And that's about it. So I kind of wanted to, um, I'm going to kind of let you take over and shoot some questions here and there, but just kind of tell about your, your journey of what you're doing before then uh, to get fit and then kind of some uh whatever challenges you ran into and then kind of your journey with getting fit um, during COVID and stuff of that sort. Yeah. So um, like I said, it was probably like almost two years ago when I reached out to you. Um, I saw the pictures of my friend John online and I thought he did a great job. And I was so excited to talk to him after, after he finished his training. So um, I started asking him questions. Like, How did you do it? And he told me, you know, I joined the challenge with Eugene and uh, I was already part of your group. Uh, so um, I reached out to you and I started talking to you about like joining on the program and all this. And um, even thought that I thought I was following a healthy diet. It was not as healthy as I thought it was. Um, I, I, For some reason, I thought by eating like vegan food will be something healthy you know you think like okay less animal products is going to be better for you but then you start reading a lot of the ingredients on the um on this vegan products and you notice that there's a lot of things that you shouldn't be eating and i feel like 
it was um the videos that you give me at the beginning you know like the like how to search for your food or how to go to the store and buy your different foods that gave me a lot of um, a knowledge of what to look for when i go grocery shopping so um i think for me one of the most um uh learning experience was to like being able to follow um what kind of food is good for you and going grocery shopping and trying to buy like organic and trying to buy stuff that has less ingredients um that was like i i noticed that that made the change um also working out at home um cuz there was no gym so when you gave me the 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 workout routine i noticed that everything was with bands and and you know everything was at home and you said no running at the beginning and i'm a runner i run a lot so when you, when you said no running i was like how am i going to be able to like you know get in shape with no cardio and just doing uh using bands and the pull up bar um but a lot had to do with with the actual um diet i feel like the diet is one of the most important things when you work out and also um that routine that we create i feel like that helped me a lot too having that routine where you know we get up at a certain time every day and then we work out and then we eat at a certain time and then we take a nap at a certain time i feel like those things are very important and those things were things that i wasn't doing before um because i will work out and I go to the gym run trying to eat healthy but i didn't really see any results and when you program i was able to see results from like the first week i remember like um i used to weigh myself every day and i could see how my weight was changing like in one week and not only that like i can see more definition and and i'm talking like one week or two weeks it was really fast So um obviously all those things get you very excited and you want to keep doing them. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's the most important thing following a routine and being able to like you know I usually wake up early in the morning like at 6 a.m. I you know have some coffee and start working out um for one or two hours it's not even like a long workout. Um and just you know try to eat healthy and follow a diet like rest that's very important i used to go to bed before like at 11 or 12 and now i'm consistent i go to bed like i go to bed at 9 but i end up falling asleep like at 10 and mm-hmm. then i wake up at 6 a.m. so i feel like those are things that you can uh that reflect on the way um you your progress goes Yeah, of course. I thought you were on the Mediterranean diet before the program or you're on a vegan diet and then you decided so, to go I I was doing uh I'm pescatarian. I try okay. not to eat uh as much red meats or like pork or any of those um um animal products. So I usually just eat fish when it comes to protein and obviously a lot of veggies, but um I wasn't able to uh when I started doing the program with you I remember at the beginning um I started eating a little bit of more um fish than I used to before. Like I used to eat uh salmon a lot, but not as much as when I started joining the program because you know how we have to have a certain amount of uh protein. So, uh obviously having 
being able to eat unlimited vegetables, that helped me a lot because um, I feel like before I was eating vegetables, but I was not eating the right vegetables. I can say that. Or like I was eating a lot of fruits too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, once you start learning more about, you know, like fruits can have a lot of sugar or like these fruits are good and this ones, maybe you can have them, but not as much. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, those, uh, those are things that um, I wasn't doing before. I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to buy this vegan cheese and eat it because it's vegan and should be healthy, but it doesn't work that way. And, yep. and same, same with the vegetables and the fruits as well. Well, those Netflix, vegan Netflix documentaries are going to be happy about you saying that. You know, <laughs> that's going to ruin mean, their marketing plan. You know, <laughs> they make it seem like anything vegan is healthy, you know, but uh, it's not like what you do, I say. It's like how you do it. So obviously there's, there's like an unhealthy way of doing any diet, you know. So also like any diet has like a, has a place and time. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean you should also be following any specific diet like permanently or it's the right diet for you uh, as a lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. But you mentioned one important thing and it's, uh, it's like a huge myth that people believe and that you have to do like a lot of cardio to get ripped. And mm-hmm. I always get like pretty much almost all of my clients to stop doing cardio completely. Uh, and they still end up losing quite a bit of fat like pretty easily. But can you go over that in terms of uh, like if you're worried about getting rid of cardio or if you didn't believe like that, that would happen, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I actually thought that it was not going to happen once, uh, when you said no cardio, I thought it was going to be like very hard to like lose the weight or like get ripped. And, um, like I said, after I started doing the, the diet and the workouts, I was able to see results in, in pretty much one week. And, um, it was not um it was not that easy to stop running for me because i run a lot but then like maybe like i think it was like a month after the program uh you include some cardio so i started running and you gave me like a certain amount of calories that i have to burn like during my um running routine and and that actually helped a lot as well but i feel like at the beginning it was more like getting used to the workouts and getting used to my diet and getting used to um, the different routine that I was following. But at at the second part of it, like, I feel like it it just like, it was a reward. Like I will run and I can see uh, the changes as well, like following the diet and following the workouts. So um, definitely you don't need to run to lose weight. I, I think if you want to get in shape, the, the most important thing to me till this point will be more like following a good diet and a good routine on how do you do your, um, your day-to-day, um, you know, from the beginning, from going to bed to waking up and like eating at a certain time, working out at a certain time. Just that to me is the most important thing because you can be working out a lot, but if you don't sleep well, or if mm-hmm. you don't eat well, it's not going to work out. Or you can be running every day, but then you get home and you just sit on the couch or eat something that is not good for you, or you sleep late at night. Like all those things reflect on the way um, your results show up. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Lewis mentioned something super important just having that routine. And that's huge because the body 
like in order to, I mean, there's a lot of benefits of having that routine. It could be like a multiple hour conversation, but a lot of times the body just gets, uh, if you want to especially maximize the intensity of your workout, you have to be like very consistent with when those workouts occur. You can't be like one day working out at 6 a.m., the other day working out at 2 p.m., then another day working out at 11 a.m. or something like that in a different place as well, because the body gets kind of confused, you know what I mean? And you have to get used to these new times because the, the energy of your body feels different throughout different times of the day as well. So like one of the easiest things to, um, to do is every Sunday, just like map out your weekly schedule. You know, like I'm going to be getting up at this time. I'm going to be going to sleep at this time. I'm going to be working out at the gym at this time, at this location. I'm going to be doing this specific routine with all these exercises, these reps, these sets, et cetera, et cetera. And just make sure that routine is, is closely tied to your goal of like what you're trying to achieve as well. So there's more like meaning and purpose behind it because I feel a lot of times people uh, going to the gym, first of all, they don't have a routine and they kind of just make it up when they walk in. They're like, okay, I'm going to train this today. You know what I mean? So that instantly is going to hinder your progress like a tremendous amount. I would say probably uh, unless you're like super, super genetically gifted, uh, you're probably not going to have any progress at all if you're kind of doing it that way. And you see that in gyms all the time. Uh, the majority of people you see in gyms, they're there quite often. And you see them go there quite often and they stay there for quite a while, but they like literally look the same year after year, if not like probably 30% probably of them even look worse, although they're there for such a long time. So clearly just being in this kind of like, I made it to the gym, uh, clock in and clock out type of mentality is not enough. There has to be like, there has to be, uh, well, like the saying goes, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. So there has to be like a well uh, thought out plan uh, that preferably could be objectively tracked. Like we took your weight, um, every week we took your pictures every four weeks. So there are some forms of objective measurements right there. Although the picture is a little bit more subjective. Uh, we tracked your weights as well, although we only had bands, you know, but we at least tracked the colors of the bands that were used. That way we can see if you're progressively overloading the muscle and, um, and stuff of that sort. Well, did you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say that one thing that helped me keep myself in track was like, you know, I, I will have a, a phone call with you once a week. Like, I, I believe it was on Tuesdays or Wednesday. I, it was Tuesday. Tuesdays. So um, <laughs> I will have the phone call with you every Tuesday and it kind of will like, we will go over my workouts. We will go over like, how am I doing like eating and how well my routine is. And I think that helped me a lot keeping myself in track because I will be like you know it was like right after the weekend so let's say if i went out and didn't sleep well i feel like oh my god this is gonna mess up my routine now because i'm not following my pattern of mm -hmm. like waking up at a certain time uh going to bed at a certain time so um you will keep me on track like i will be like okay i need to be good this weekend because i have i have to like talk to eugene and we have to go over everything and i don't want to mess up like um, my weight or I don't want to mess up my routine. So that helped me a lot. Um, after, after the three months that we um, did the routine, I was like, I'm going to try to keep myself on track again. And you just get so used to it after those three months that you don't even think anymore about like, oh, I have to go to bed at this time. You just start doing it um, 
without even thinking about it you know like mm -hmm. now um i just joined the gym like probably two months ago i've been nice. going to the gym for two months i'm trying to follow like the same routines you gave me because that's something really cool that i still have access to those um um workouts so i go back to those workouts but I, instead of doing it with bands i'm doing it with different machines in the uh in the gym so it, it feels um it feels like it's the same workout but a little bit more intense because i'm able to add weight and i'm able mm -hmm. to like get heavier than before so uh like you said i don't feel as last because before i used to go to the gym and i'll be like okay what am i working on today let's do legs or let's do shoulders but i didn't really have a structure of how to do things and i feel like having um the workouts that i had recently with you but applying it at the gym they still work um i feel like that's that's very important and obviously the food i'm trying to follow um it just became very easy for me too because i'm not a big person that likes to cook a lot or make this big meal so the way that i, I do um my salmon every day i try to eat salmon every day uh with a bunch of different veggies and you know like i just try to follow the same uh eating habits and i just it's so much easier now like i don't have to think a lot about you know what am i gonna cook tonight or what am i gonna have for dinner or what's gonna be for breakfast i already know my process and i enjoy what i know how to cook like i don't eat out as much anymore i sometimes go out and eat and i feel like my food would have been better <laughs> i feel like if i'm ordering this omelet with probably bad eggs yeah that are not you know they're not like the same brand that i use and they're not the same uh ingredients that i use and i'm paying like 20 dollars for this omelet that's probably not even healthy so yeah. It changed a lot of my mentality when it comes to that, like eating out and making my own food. So um, I feel like that that's a big change and a big um, a big way to see your results. Have you ever? Uh, I know, like I calculated, like on average, although you weren't on medical drugs or anything, but a lot of clients that come in are on those and have to go see doctors very frequently and pay for those copays and mm -hmm. um, the deductible for the insurance and everything. And at the end of the program, it ends up saving like the average client about like 600 or so dollars a month uh, just by making these lifestyle and nutritional changes, which, you know, well over pays for the program. But have you noticed, have you calculated your expenses and noticed like uh, that when you live healthier, it's actually dramatically less expensive than living unhealthy? Well, I feel like for me, uh, I used to um, do my groceries and try to cook at home. But I, like I said, I was buying products that supposedly be vegan or like products that are already very processed. And they mm -hmm. end up being more expensive mm -hmm. than buy organic like vegetables, you know. And, and I'm so used to now going grocery shopping. I know how much I'm going to spend every time I go and buy my ingredients or my produce. I already know how much I'm gonna pay because I'm so used to like buying the same products and the same things that I calculate how much I spend per week. And also like, obviously I don't need out as much and that saves me a lot because mm -hmm. eating out like um, probably, you know, you're gonna spend like $30, you know, like if you buy your drink and then you buy your dinner, 
Uh, I'm not saying not to eat out. I still eat out and I still enjoy those moments too with friends when we get together. But I'm more cautious about like, what am I ordering? And if I do that on Saturday night or Friday night, you know, I try to be good like the whole week and trying to like, it, it's good for your, um, for your money because you save money as well, not eating out. I used to eat out like maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then, you know, those three days eating out for breakfast, for brunch or for dinner, you end up spending a lot of money. So now I value more those um, times when I go out for dinner, when I go out for lunch, I'm like, okay, this whole week I'm not spending money on eating out at all. And I'm gonna make my own dinners, my own food, my own uh, breakfast. And then my reward will be like, maybe have brunch with my friends on Sunday. That's not gonna like mess up your diet or anything like mm -hmm. that. You're ordering the right things. But even, even for you to order, at a restaurant, you need to kind of know a little bit of like what you should order because you can go eat at a restaurant that's supposed to be healthy, but then you look at the food you order and you're like, okay, this is not healthy. Like they're putting all this sauce that you didn't even mm -hmm. it made of. So those things are, I'm more aware of them now before I wasn't aware of those things. So I feel like that at the end of the day end up saving me a lot of money by not like just eating out all the time. Um, so yeah, I, I eat better now. I eat better uh, food, quality good food, and I save money on that. Yeah, and for the uh, people that are not only concerned about their health, but also want to lose weight, you have to remember all those sauces and oils, they're like a tremendous amount of calories too. Like one um, tablespoon of olive oil is like 130 calories about, okay? And they probably, you know, like how many of those do you use just to cook one meal, for example? So you could imagine uh, at these restaurants, they use obviously like factory farmed, industrially grown ingredients that typically don't have that great of a taste, uh, which we're not, we're not going to go into a tremendous amount why that's the case, because I covered that in so many other uh, podcasts. But to overcome that, they they really drench it with sauces and oils to make it taste good, you know, and appetizing. And that can kind of uh, bring up the calories, you know, five, six, seven to a thousand more calories for that meal than you would expect. Like one, there's some um, uh, salads at Yard House, like salads that are like 1200 calories. And it's like a salad, dude. And there's no way, like, unless like you're a construction worker and you're also lifting weights in the morning before you go to work, like you're going to get anywhere close to burning, uh, burning that off. You know, most people have sedentary work. They're burning like probably actually less than uh, their base metabolism because oftentimes if you do a lot of repetitive work at a computer or you're watching TV, for example, your body kind of, you know, at times when you go into like a hypnotic state, you know, sometimes when you drive the same exact highway for so long, you almost mm -hmm. kind of could do it unconsciously. And it seems like you wake up when you get home and you're like, whoa, how did I drive that whole entire way? And I just, it almost seems like I did it unconsciously. So that happens a lot at work too, especially when sedentary work, where your body just goes into this hypnotic state and your organs just kind of start slowing down even more, which caused your body to burn even less than your base metabolic rate. A lot of people think like your base metabolic rate is, is, is it, that's it. You know, it's as low as it goes, but it, it could actually go lower than that if you kind of fall into these hypnotic states, which are easy to do in a um, 
kind of sedentary work, very repetitive sedentary work type, type layouts. And Lewis also said something super important too in the beginning, and literally anyone can apply this and it's so easy and requires like literally zero knowledge, but could do a tremendous amount for not only your health, your immune system, but also give you better complexion. Like it's, it's great for anti-aging. And he mentioned having like a rigid, uh, rigid is the wrong word. It kind of sounds a little bit negative, but a structured sleeping schedule, you know? And he mentioned that he's in bed at 9 p.m. That way he's already like asleep at 10 p.m. Because your body repairs itself physically from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then mentally from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And a lot of people, they might say like, well, I'm in bed by 10 p.m., but really they fall asleep at like 11 p.m., you know? And depending on their personality, if they have like psychologically induced chronic insomnia, it could be many hours. They may fall asleep at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And let's say even best case scenario, they're in bed at 10 p.m. and they fall asleep at 11 p.m. Well, multiply that by seven days, you lost seven hours of physical repair time in one week, that's pretty much like one full day of sleeping. And then multiply that by four weeks, multiply that by 12 months. And people wonder, wonder why, you know, they're so tired, even after a bunch of coffee, why they don't recover from workouts or injuries well, um, why they look like a lot older than they actually are. I mean, there are a lot of reasons for all of those things. But one of the, the foundation is just poor sleeping habits. And I think the average American I haven't checked in so long, but probably sleeps around like five, five hours a day, you know? Yeah. And, and so to add a little bit more on that is uh, one of my techniques or things that I used to do before, I was like going to bed with my phone and I would be on bed looking, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling to social media, just looking at things, getting distracted. So my brain was still like, you know, it wouldn't like stop. It was still thinking on things like that. So it will be hard for me to fall asleep. So now mm -hmm. what I do, I, as soon as I get in my bed or get in my room, I put my phone aside. I try not to use it anymore. And I feel like that helps a lot too when falling asleep. Because um, if you like in bed and looking at your phone, that's not going to help you relax. Mm -hmm. in bed. Like you basically need to like look at something else, but not a phone because the brightness of the screen, of mm -hmm. your, that distracts you too. So um, I feel like that's very important. Like you said, if you don't, if, for me, if I don't sleep my full time, like from 10 or sometimes even nine till like 6 a.m., like I feel like I didn't rest enough. And it's hard for me to like have a good day the next day to like wake up early, go to the gym or work out at home or like even perform in my work day to day, you know? So it, it's, that's like the key, like sleeping well, and then obviously following after that, everything else. Yeah, and anyone can do it. That's the best part. You don't need like coaching on knowing, knowing that you need to sleep between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. You know, it's that easy, man. So, um, so yeah, let me, let me see my notes here. You also, did you have any doubts of like when you're starting the program and I'm like, obviously we didn't have a gym once again, nothing against gym guys. Gym, gyms are great, but you have to understand it was like the second wave of shutdowns and he was in a major city, like everything was literally closed. Did you have any doubts in your mind? Like, oh, like what kind of results am I going to achieve by just using like cheap $20 bands, you know, because I'm already going to the gym. Like what more could I learn and do? So you know one I mean? of my doubts was like, I never had a trainer in my life. 
Like I basically, uh, when I reached out to you, I was like, is this gonna be like wasting my money? Like, am I gonna like get a trainer online? Is I, I have doubts on like not being able to be physically like face to face. Like I was like, how is this gonna work? Like, how is he gonna see my results? Obviously a picture sometimes doesn't show everything. How does he know what workouts to get me? Uh, but I feel like, you know, once we started like talking and sending you um, my pictures and all that, and you gave me like specific workouts for each part that I needed to work out. Like, I feel like that at the beginning was like, okay, this is working out. This is working out. And not having a gym, it was like, okay, I never used bands before. I was like, okay, how I, I didn't even, you know, good thing that you include those links to videos on um, mm -hmm. how to do the workouts because that helped me a lot. I was able to go back on, on the videos and check, you know, how this um, people are working out. So, uh, and even if I had questions, I will ask you and you will let me know like what to do or like if this van is too hard for me or, you know, like just alternate different type of workouts. So I did have doubts at the beginning on that. And at, at, like I said, one week after I could see results at two weeks and then a month, and I was like, this is one of the most, um, is one of the best decisions that I have made in my life to like join this program and being able to like get on it. And, um, and now that I've been doing it, like it, it was to me, it was like a, like a class that I took with you for three months. And after that, you learn a lot of things. Like I said, you learn uh, like different workouts. You learn how to do a better routine at the gym. You learn how to like eat better. Um, how to do a better sleeping pattern, like routine schedule, or like program week to week on what you're going to do. So uh, in those three months, I learned all those things. And like I said, it's been almost two years after that. Um, and I'm able to still keep myself in, in shape. And I can even see more results now that I'm going to the gym. So um, I feel like it's, it's I, I see it as like taking a class and learning and, and, and not so much about like, oh, that's going to be a trainer. It's more like, okay, I see you like, this is my teacher. He's, you know, obviously teaching me how to do things. And after that, I can just do it myself. Um, it does, I still want to like maybe join again and do another routine, like for the gym, especially. Um, but I, 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 like I said, at the beginning, it was kind of like first or second week, I saw results right away. So there was no doubt. And I was like, I'm bored with, with the program. Yeah. And also like what you said, that's an important distinction between, I find, uh, like Western teachers and Eastern uh, teachers. In the East, they usually try to teach like the client or the patient how to take care of themselves, you know, how to educate themselves. Like if they're having... Um, like low back pain or something. They educate the person on the anatomy of the back, you know, like what causes back pain, et cetera. Where here it's just like, you almost like show up and they do the treatments for you. But if the coach kind of disappears, then you don't know what to do on your own because you're never kind of taught like how to be self-sufficient. So I always try to uh, really spend a lot of time on educating the client. I'm like, this is like what you need to do on your own. And it's important to do that because 
unfortunately, just the body deteriorates quickly. Like if you don't attend to it, like almost daily, it kind of starts going down fast. You know, like you mentioned, even if you lose one night of sleep, it almost has like a trinkle effect on the rest of your week, you know? Uh, or if you don't work out for a month or two, it seems like pretty much all of your progress is gone and you almost have to like start over. Of course, there's muscle memory and all that stuff, but you guys get what I'm saying. That's why it's important whenever you hire a coach, they spend a lot of time really educating you on how you need to do it yourself because you inevitably will have to do it yourself. The coach isn't always going to be there. And moreover, it's for most people just not financially viable to keep paying a coach all year round, 365 days a year. And I feel like all that minutiae detail that happens outside of the gym, the education still has to be there because you're still the one doing that. It's not like they're following you 24 hours a day. They're only with you, even if you have a coach every single day of, of the year, they're only with you like maybe an hour, four days a week, five days a week, you know, depending on how frequently you hire them. But what are you doing the rest of the time? And the rest of the time, like you actually hinted at, uh, that's where all the results happen, you know? That's where it's all put together and able to be sustained. And you also mentioned like an important thing in terms of uh, living like a healthier lifestyle is actually way cheaper. So I think it's like very important for a lot of listeners to know that like the average American spends like eight to $16,000 a year on non-essential expenses, like alcohol, eating out with their coworkers at fast food places at lunch, subscription services like Netflix, the newest and latest iPhone, jeans. Uh, I'm not even counting travel, but if you throw travel in there, it could be like you know thousands of dollars more depending on how you like to travel and stuff of that sort. And a good exercise since the weekend is like, dude, just sit down and literally write out all, like, all your expenses and you'll see all the little expenses once you add them up, actually end up being the big expense, you know, and, and, and for most people, not for everyone, uh, but for most people. And unfortunately, it's, um, you know, a lot of those non-essential expenses also lead to health problems like the fast food, eating out often, um, whatever else. That inevitably, which is why the average American spends about like $5,000 a year also on medical expenses related to poor lifestyle choices, which they're funding through these non-essential expenses. And it's these same people, although like an organic diet for 2,000 calories a day costs about like $4,500 a year, it's these same people that are spending eight to $16,000 a year on non-essential expenses that will straight up tell you uh, and really believe it, that organic food is too expensive. I'm like, wait a minute, like $4,500 a year is too expensive, but spending $8,000 to $16,000 a year on BS that's just making you more obese, miserable, and full of disease, that's not too expensive. Well, obviously, it might be too expensive because you're out of money after spending your money on all that stuff. Uh, but it's kind of a little bit silly a lot of times when you talk to a lot of people and they try to say like, oh, like organic food is too expensive or hiring like a holistic health coach or any kind of coaches that will help me with my health and appearance is too expensive. And then you look at their expense sheets and it's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about too expensive? Freaking spending $16,000 a year on bullshit, man. What kind of too expensive yeah. is that? That doesn't seem too expensive to you. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. And another thing that, you know, like you mentioned, like I was working out at home. So all those, all those uh, months with no membership at the gym, it actually saved me a lot. Like I don't recall exactly how much I was paying for my membership at the gym. I think it was like around 
$40 a month. So I wasn't going to the gym anymore. So I was working out at home and I was able to like even um, work out for more time because I didn't mm -hmm. have to like commute to go to the gym and come back. I was just waking up, like having my coffee and then working out, listening to music at home with the bands. And I feel like that was um, very interesting at the beginning because I never was the type of guy that works out at home. I was mostly at the gym before. So um, seeing more results, like working out from home, like there's no way I'm gonna go back to a gym. I'm just gonna stay home and work out at home. But now that they open and you kind of start missing, like seeing other people too, um, that's one of the, the things that made me back go back to um, becoming a member of a gym because I, I feel like I needed a little bit more interaction with people and being able to like use different machines. Uh, but I feel like you can get the same results. Like if you don't want to spend money on going to the gym or you don't like working out when there's more people and you just want to be at home working out, you can see like really good results by working out at home with bands. Like there's no excuse now. There, there's uh, before I was like, oh, I didn't have time to go to the gym. Well, if I don't have time to go to the gym, I, I can work out at home. You know, like I have my mini gym here at the mm -hmm. I can just do a quick 30 minutes or an hour workout without commuting or without, you know, uh, having the hassle to go out of my house. So um, at the end of the day, that's another thing that adds up to your lifestyle. Like you can either work out at home or, or go to, um, to the gym. Yeah. And also like in LA, I mean, the traffic can get sometimes crazy. Just driving to the gym and back is already the amount of time it would take you to finish a workout. You know, yeah. you're looking like 20 minutes, 30 minutes there, 20 minutes, 30 minutes back. That's like 40 to 60 minutes, which is the time frame for like an average workout that you can get amazing results. in, so a lot of times, um, just that drive, it's like, bam, that's already like five hours a week, you know, and to really kind of, I've estimated to really kind of optimize your, your appearance to optimize your health. You need like a good, like 10 to 11 hours a week. Uh, you need, you know, five hours for the workouts, you know, four to five hours, depending on how you're structuring it. But then you need a little bit of time for all that background stuff, like stretching, meditation, getting your meals ready, uh, cooking, all that stuff. So just right there, you know, uh, what did we say? So uh, one hour there, one hour there, times five. So just right there, that's already like half the time that you need to fully optimize your appearance and health just by driving back and forth. So yeah. it's, something, it's something to consider, especially like, are you still working remote or are you back to doing oh, in person? That is actually hybrid. So I work at home... Um, three days a week and two days in the office. So um, I'm actually starting next week. I've been doing it like here and there because we still have flexibility to like just stay home the whole week or go into the office twice a week. Uh, but starting next week, it's gonna be mandatory to go at least two, twice a week. So um, yeah, so I, that's another thing working, uh, working at home. Um, I was using a different kind of desk where I had to sit down and like be sitting down for eight hours because um, I do graphic design. So I'm mostly like staring at a computer, uh, sitting down. And, you know, after the training, um, we talked about it and you suggested maybe a standing desk will be better um, for your back. And it actually helps a lot. I feel like I feel more active 
being mm -hmm. standing and working than being sitting down. And I think that's another thing that uh, people should consider uh, when working from home, like, or even in your office, if you can have access to having a standing desk or one of those desks that you can uh, put down or up um, to be able to like sit down or like being standing, I think that's very helpful. And you can, you can I had like lower back problems before and I feel like that um, helped me a lot. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'm curious, have you ever been confused by the labels in the grocery store? In Yevgeny's book, he demystifies the difference between caged, cage-free, free-range, and pasture-raised meats. He also covers how to avoid GMOs, source high-quality water, fish, supplements, and other related topics. It's a beautifully illustrated, non-technical read that comes with a comprehensive video series and other extended learning materials. Jump on Amazon and check out the book titled Anti-Factory Farm Shopping Guide by Evgeny Trefkin. Now let's dive back into the podcast. Yeah, and you guys have to remember that, um, you know, if you're sitting for four, six, eight hours a day, there's no amount of working out or stretching that's going to counter the amount of damage you do to your body for sitting that long. Like a lot of people in the health industry would say, like, sitting is the new smoking. You know, like everyone was doing it way back in the day, but now people realize it's probably not the best thing to, to at least smoke on a consistent basis. It's the same thing with sitting. It just completely ruins your biomechanics and sets you up for all sorts of injuries, especially ironically, if you sit all day and work out, your chances of and work out in terms of like lifting weights kind of working out, your chances of injury are actually extremely high versus someone that sits all day and doesn't work out. Because a lot of times people are like, well, I sit all day, I'm going to go work out, I'm doing benefit for my body and health, you know, but really, it's most often just a detriment, especially when a person doesn't have good spine sparing movements, good spine hygiene throughout the day, good lifting techniques, all that stuff. And especially if you're doing like barbell deadlifts or squats, barbell back squats in particular, like I would say your chances of low back or some kind of hip injury are pretty much like 100% in a long enough time frame, if you continue to, to sit for those prolonged periods of time. And once again, there is no amount of like stretching or working out you can do to counter that, that level of damage. And for people that are interested in, in fat loss, you just burn a lot more calories standing versus sitting. Of course, like low grade dynamic movement is ideal. You don't want to be static in any one position for way too long, but uh, the benefits are, the benefits are great. You know, like you mentioned, just, the back relief alone happened pretty much when you started standing erect versus sitting, because even if you're sitting, a lot of people don't know, but even if you're sitting in perfect posture, that L5 disc, which is the most common orthopedic injury is already under 60 degrees of, of pressure. And that's with perfect posture. Like even I'm not sitting with perfect posture right now. And I'm like the health coach, you know? So you, you just get too tired. It's impossible. Like maybe for 30 minutes you can, but then, you know, you get caught up in your projects and you start slouching or you kind of lean way back like this, you know, and you start working that way. It's just kind of impossible. The only solution really is kind of standing and then mitigating pressures throughout your body by constantly having dynamic movement, like low intensity dynamic movement throughout the day and stuff mm -hmm. of that sort. And a lot of the stuff Lewis is going over, like it might seem simple, but honestly, that's where the magic is. Just real mastery in those simple principles, you know, getting uh, quality sleep, like not, five days a week, like seven days a week, 
you know, eating well, like Lewis said, he eats out like once a week, that's fine. But then eating well the rest of the week to help save you money and also help save your health and stuff of that sort. Working out consistently, having a game plan, all these things, that's really, guys, that's really all you need to do. You know, you just really genuinely need to master the basics. Like Paul Cech says, uh, the last four doctors you're ever going to need are good sleep, using movement as medicine, good nutrition, and being happy. If you generally master those four, like outside of getting in a car accident or something like that, you will never literally have to go to the doctors ever in your life. Uh, if you actually genuinely master those four, especially like I feel the happiness part, which is going to be the most challenging out of the group. It's easy to get on a diet. It's easy to, you know, implement a good workout routine. Uh, it's easy to stay hydrated and well-nourished, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, to also sleep, as you mentioned, uh, but really kind of being happy and, and aligning your day-to-day -day existence with your core values and who you are as a person. So you're not wearing too many, too many masks in society is going to be, huge and that that i feel is one of the best things you can do for your health you know and it doesn't require a gym just to literally find out like who you are and just be that person you know just just be that person to the fullest inevitably when you're living in a society you got to wear some masks you know uh you got to be polite to others you know what i mean stuff of that sort but the general idea is the less masks the better you know so uh that's that's literally one of the best things you can do for your immune health, anti-aging, uh, not making other people miserable around you because you're miserable and stuff of that sort. So other people benefit, not just you as well and stuff of that sort. So um, so let me take a look. I'm not the best at these freaking podcasts, so I write notes and then forget like half of them. But um, let me see here. So, uh, so yeah, also remote work, like you mentioned, um, I think when we're training together, you're just doing remote, right? You weren't doing yeah. any in-person at all? Okay. Yeah, yeah it, I, was, it was all remote from, from home. So actually that helped me too, because I was able to like work out before starting to work for my, you know, office. I will just wake up at 6 a.m., work out from like maybe 6.30, because it takes me like 30 minutes to like, you know, wake up and, get ready for my day. And then like around 6.30, I will start working out for like two hours or an hour and a half, depending how much energy or how much um, long was my, my workout for that day. And then I will start working from home. So um, I didn't have to commute to work. So that actually gave me extra time to like be home and like cook my breakfast and not eat out. So that that actually everything worked out fine you know like at the beginning it's like oh you're trapped at home working from home like doing everything at home but at the end i was just so happy to be at home all day because i was able to like work out cook my own food eat healthy and work remotely so all those things were great at the beginning um when i started joining the program now that you know we're almost um, we're able to go anywhere now and everything is opening up. Um, now I'm doing hybrid. So, you know, sometimes I work out from home. Sometimes I work in the office sometimes. So it's hybrid. So now it's a little bit even better because I feel like you're keeping your life a little bit more interesting. It's not like just the same thing every day. You get to like mix and match and that's actually good for uh, mental health as well. 
Yeah, and it, it of course depends on, you know, your personality and your circumstance with what kind of work you're in. But um, in my opinion, if you can work remotely, I would highly recommend choosing the remote option versus in-person simply because of the time economics. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say you're living in a big city, uh, you know, you're probably spending, let's say even optimistically, like 30 minutes driving to work one direction. That's like optimistic. You know, most of the time it's actually much longer. Uh, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, that's like an hour. But then yeah. also remember, you got to go to the gym too, presuming you're going to the gym. So 30 minutes there, 30 minutes there, back, that's two hours. So times five, that's 10 hours a week. You know, that's already the amount of time, like I mentioned, you need to really optimize your, your mental and physical health and your appearance as well. So you really got to calculate that in. Uh, also, I mean, another, some other benefits of working remote is way less gas money. You know, especially now, the gas is like a little bit higher. Yeah. I'm sure it'll go down, but a little bit higher than usual. You definitely don't have a chance of getting in a car accident because you're not driving, you know? And that's, uh, that's an important thing too, because have you, ever, have you ever been in a car accident? No, never, knock on wood. Yeah. So you're lucky. I got yeah. into, mo most everyone at least knows a few people in their family that have been in car accidents. Probably most of the time it's not too serious, but sometimes it could be. Uh, but it, but it's, high, it's a higher chance than what people think, you know, of getting in a, in a car accident at least once or twice in your lifetime. So you pretty much like eliminate that risk for the most part. And um, the good thing too is if you have like a couple, you guys can go from two cars to one car, which decreases the expenses tremendously in that household. So maybe you can just travel more or just have more for savings or more for investing or whatever. So you, you don't feel so financially uh, strained by that extra you know, $1,000 a month when you count the insurance, the gas, the car payment, 12,000 a year, it kind of adds up pretty quick. So once again, getting you closer to that financial freedom, plus like decreasing the, the stress of having to drive to work, drive back from work, maybe possibly be in traffic. Uh, also in a city, it could be stressful just driving around. You know, you got bicycles here, people walking there, cars here and there, honking, all that stuff. So just so some, that's yeah. another thing that I, I think um, maybe if you can walk to work or, you know, like sometimes we just drive, we have to go to grocery shopping or we have to go to the store and it's a few blocks away. And we're, we're so used to just getting in the car and driving there. Like that's another thing that I do more now. Like I will just walk. Like if I don't have to drive, like if I'm walking, um, if it takes me 30 minutes walking and then 30 minutes coming back walking, I'll just walk. I feel like that's uh, another alternative for, people not to be in their cars for so long. Like just try to like, just walk everywhere, or bike, um, instead of just driving. Um, I, I get it, some people cannot, you know, walk to yeah. work because it's far, but if you can like try at least to walk to the bus stop or like take public transportation in a way that will help too, um, to, to be a little bit more active. Yeah, and also for time economics, uh, I think we even covered this when we were coaching together, but a good thing that works well for others is just have your food delivered to you. So like mm -hmm. Amazon Fresh is a great option if you want like a lot of variety in terms of at least USDA certified organic uh, food of various sorts. And basically you could just kind of set up a list, you know, of food you want and just kind of have it ordered and delivered to you on Sunday. It's about like 10, 10 to 15 bucks depending on where you are 
they could deliver within a few hours too for that price. So that kind of saves you and you can kind of calculate how much food you need for the whole week and then just enter it into there. And then they basically deliver it on your front porch that same day. So it could all together just um, save you any type of commute, you know, and also the time economics of that, not having to, you know, once again, drive to the grocery store. If it's like further away, for example, uh, park in the parking lot, you got to go walk around the store, get in line at the store, yeah. chat with the cashier for a little bit, pack your bags, take it to the uh, car, you know, then have to drive way back, then unpack the car, then unpack all the groceries. Uh, for, you know, people like I only work two days a week. So I definitely have a lot of time to do stuff like that. But a lot of people, they work like 50 hours a week. You got to mm -hmm. be, you have to learn to automate like a lot of, uh, a lot of your fitness goals and figure out a way to automate them as much as you can. So it's not too time intensive, you know, because if it's too time intensive, you might be able to do it for a little bit, you know, like a month or two. And you see a lot of people, they do it for like a month or two months, but then, you know, they're like, Oh, it's, I can't sustain it. I can't do it. You know what I mean? And they always fall back uh, to their old ways. There are many reasons yeah. of why that happens, but one of them is just, it's too, it takes up too much time. And just the person can't do it, especially if they have kids, then it's like uh, pretty much like doomsday. <laughs> you have to be like super on top of your time economics in that case and stuff of that sort. So, so yeah, it's always the basics, guys. I always tell people like, dude, just master the basics. Like, uh, you know, the four doctors you ever need. It's true. You really just master those guys. You're not going to need any of these dangerous, harmful pharmaceutical drugs, um, you're not going to need to go to the chiropractor and pay a hundred dollars a week to have your butt, uh, back cracked and stuff of that sort. It, it adds up, you know, and it's a lot more costly to be unhealthy than it is to be healthy end of the day. And just like produces way less happiness in your life. Uh, stuff of that sort. Like, for example, like I don't care who you are or what you're trying to become like a computer programmer, a president of a company, starting a tech startup, whatever. Like, how are you going to do all that without your physical and mental health? You know, like, how are you going to achieve anything impressive? Even if you achieve it, you're like miserable and sick at the end of the day. Like, who cares? You know, you're like a miserable and sick person. Uh, it's, it's like a losing strategy altogether. So, um, so that's, that's that. Do you, have, uh, do you have any other, any other things you want to throw in or any other helpful tips that have well, helped you? I, I feel like one of the things that helped me a lot is, like I said, planning my week. Like, you know, just sit at the table or on your desk and just plan your whole week on Sundays. Like, let's say, or Monday morning. Okay, I'm going to do this through my whole week and have a goal by the end of the week. And that, will help, that helps me a lot. Like, I keep a journal. And I basically write down like um, the things that I want to do through the whole week and just being consistent. I feel like that's very important. Uh, once you break your consistency on doing something, it messes up the whole, the whole week. So, um, but you can always start on Monday or on Sunday whenever you, you decide to start, but that helps me a lot. And uh, I review what my goals are for the week. Um, I review, um, when, uh, what kind of workouts I'm going to do, what am I going to do? And that helps me keep myself on track. Um, and it's always like a compensation at the end. You see results. And also you can, you know, if you like to go for hikes or if you like to do something over the weekend, you, you think about those 
goals or those rewards that you're going to have at the end of the week. So that works for me to keep it, uh, to keep myself on check and to keep myself consistent on the things that I'm doing. And I feel like um, at the beginning of the training with you, we did like a schedule for my day. Uh, mm -hmm. What time I'm getting up, at what time I'm eating, at what time I'm going to take a nap, or what time I'm going to bed. So I review those things. Sometimes I change them like month to month just to like switch it up a little bit. And um, if there's something else that I want to include, uh, but just reviewing those things and those goals every week, it helps me a lot. Like I feel like that's the key to like, and it's cheap and it's easy. All you need is just to like be with yourself and, and write down your goals or write down or just remember them or write them on your phone or whatever you want to use. And that's, that's going to be a key to be able to uh, accomplish all your goals or things that you want to do um, when it comes to your like physique or like different things that you want to accomplish. Exactly. And yeah, all the, like I said, all the things Lewis mentioned, if you master those, like I know the medical cartel doesn't want you to know, for example, but uh, you only need all those harmful drugs when you're not healthy. <laughs> if you're mm -hmm. healthy, if you have a healthy environment, uh, guess what? You don't need a lot of those drugs. So obviously they're not going to yeah. be able to add you to their 401k and BMW fund because you have to keep coming back every three years to get more drugs to counter the side effects of those other drugs and thus uh, taking money out of your pocket and putting into someone else's. And um, that's it, guys. And the good news is, uh, like I always say on every, uh, on every podcast, is if you have some kind of health issue, you know, or something of that sort, like 99.999% of the time, it's you doing it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing it to yourself, guess what? Like you can stop doing it to yourself. <laughs> it's that easy. So you have all the power. And a lot of people don't like that responsibility and they get mad at me for saying that. But I think it's very empowering to say that because it gives all the power back to you, you know, to make the change. And um, that's it, man. I don't know what what what's more powerful than that to give give that yeah. person the power to change so so all right lewis uh well it was good it was good to see you man honestly uh i was it's been such a long time i thought it was only a year but i'm like damn two years that yeah flies, you know almost two years yeah so. so yeah so thanks for doing that uh thanks for doing this uh podcast for your for the listeners it was lewis's first uh podcast for live yeah they did it better it, than me yeah so. <laughs> i wasn't sure you're I, natural I, I man it, it worked yeah. out so you're natural so uh okay all right guys so thanks for everyone that jumped in lewis good to see you everyone have a good weekend okay great to see everyone all right Take care, guys. Bye. bye thanks for tuning into the podcast if you've ever had trouble losing weight or you've lost weight but still didn't have the ideal body or health you're aiming for please feel free to reach out anytime and book an assessment. Eugene will work with you to cover your goals in detail, see what's holding you back, and go from there. In the meantime, feel free to check out the countless testimonials on Eugene's website in the link below. In the testimonial section you'll notice everyone has various backgrounds, are of all different ages, and all have had different challenges in their life, but they all have one thing in common, they were all able to find their health, and achieve their ideal body. You're also welcome to add yourself to the Facebook group in the link below. There you'll have access to the live videos that Eugene does weekly on Sundays, and other helpful content. 
Thank you again for tuning in.